Bibles and let's go to Genesis 25. Genesis 25. We come to the story of Jacob and Esau. An interesting story to say the least. Look at two basic things here in this story. We'll look at the battle of brothers and then the deception of Isaac. We're in Genesis 25. Start with me, if you will, in verse number 25. Uh, it says, and the first came out, oh, that's verse 24, I guess. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red all over like an hairy garment. And they called his name Esau. That, isn't that just a great uh, eternal reminder of what Esau was when he came out? Oh, what a wonderful description. Red and hairy all over like a garment. Um, verse 26. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore year old, years old when, he, when she bare them. And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter and a man of the field. And Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. Again, I just love the description, right? Uh, we got Esau red and hairy all over like a garment. And Jacob, well, he was a plain man and he dwelt in tents. Um, and Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. Uh, what a great reason to favor a child. And Rebekah loved Jacob. Uh, and we're going to look through this, this whole story, but we see this just intrigue of these two brothers and the divide that came really very early on in their existence uh, in part to their parents uh, and in part to just nature itself. Uh, but let's look at Jacob and Esau this afternoon after we pray. Lord, we do thank you for letting us be here again this afternoon. Uh, we do pray that you would uh, help us as we look at this, this story that I know I heard as a kid and many have as well, just if they grew up in church and I pray that as we look at these things today that we would learn some truths or be reminded of some truths with them today and, uh, and help us to, to grow from it, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. We see this battle of brothers to get us started and it starts there in verse 25 uh, when it says, uh, excuse me, verse 26, when it says that it, the uh, second child came forth and his hand took hold on Esau's heel. Uh, so as Esau's being delivered, uh, Jacob's hand, from everything that I've always been told and from what it says, was holding on to the heel of his brother as he's being delivered. And so you see, uh, oh, there's the head, oh, the shoulders, oh, it's a boy, oh, he's got a hand on his foot. Uh, oh, no, there's another one. Uh, and then here comes Jacob uh, right there with them. And kind of that battle, I've always heard it uh, described that way as a battle out of the womb. Uh, Jacob wanting to go first, uh, which, which leads into the rest of the story with Jacob and Esau. But uh, this, this fight for first necessarily here between these twin brothers. And it is also intriguing to me that they are different. Uh, even as twins, we see one was hairy like a garment, red and hairy like a garment, and the other was plain uh, uh, that we learn later on. As well, and it's funny because of the description here, right? We we see this description of Esau, very descriptive. Um, the second one, Jacob, all we see is that he had a hand on on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. We don't hear anything about his description at this point. And then 
Uh, in verse 27, it talks about as they grew the differences. Esau was a cunning hunter and a man of the field where Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. Uh, verse 28, Esau was loved by his father and Jacob loved by his mother. But it tells us why Isaac loved Esau because he was a really good cook. He ate of his venison. And why does Rebekah love Jacob? It doesn't tell us. It just says she loved him, uh, which is, to me is just intriguing, to say the least. Uh, and so clearly there was this divide in the family. Look at the rest of the chapter, starting in verse 29. We see the continued battle. Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field and was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Uh, therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him that he sold his birthright unto Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. So we see this this battle between the two kind of carrying into as they continue to grow. And this is interesting because I've always heard the story told, you know, Esau came, I'm just so hungry, making it sound like our children who come in from playing after eating an hour ago, I'm so hungry, I'm going to die. Um, I would assume Esau was a little bit more hungry than that. Uh, very possibly to death, to the point of he had been out, hunting, maybe didn't get anything, whatever it may be, working, and he comes back and he's literally starving. He needs something to eat. Uh, but we always play it like our, like our children act. And I think it was more than that. But was it worth the birthright? And we'll look at it in just a moment. But, uh, uh, but Esau holds this over Jacob's head for a while. He doesn't forget about this, this time where he needed something to eat and, and his brother didn't love him enough to feed him. His brother said, you've got to give me the birthright. Sell me the birthright, um, which in, in our current day doesn't really mean anything to us, right? Uh, but the importance that came with being the firstborn son and the things that, that came with that uh, uh, just kind of built into this battle from the moment they were born, grabbing the heel, uh, all the way through growing. And I think, again, you look at this and you see, man, Isaac loved Esau and, and Rebekah loved Jacob. The Bible tells us this which really points out that they had favorites, which is dangerous, dangerous, dangerous to have as a parent. Uh, but, I mean, I've got mine and Katie has her. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we, we, uh, we, we can't do those kinds of things, right? We can look back at it and go, man, Jacob and, or, uh, Isaac and Rebecca, what a big mistake they made. And they did. But we also have to understand as a child's point of view is that um, no matter our circumstance in life, no matter our parents, no matter our situation, our upbringing, all that kind of stuff, we're still responsible for how we act. And uh, we still at some point come to that, that point where God says, you're responsible for your actions. And, uh, and Jacob and Esau, they don't get off by, uh, um, by saying, well, Isaac was a bad dad or Rebecca was a bad mom. It's never an excuse we see in scripture uh, for, for anybody's actions. Uh, through there, so we see this birthright situation. Flip to chapter twenty-seven, uh, where we see the deception now come uh, here uh, with uh, Rebecca, the wife, the mother, and with uh, Jacob as well. Look at uh, starting in verse one. We see what Isaac wanted, 
It says, It came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim, so that he could not see. He called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, My son, and he said unto him, Behold, here am I. And he said, Behold, now I am old, I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver, and thy bow, and go out to the field and take me some venison, and make me savory meat such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that, th- that my soul may bless thee before I die. It's intriguing, is it not, that the story of Esau is centered around how good his deer meat is? Um, I don't know. It's just it's one of those things where I look at Scripture and I think, that's really interesting. Uh, that the reason why Isaac loved him was because he could cook a mean roast. Uh, you know, I mean, it was they didn't have a crock pot, so he was working pretty hard at this. He'd go out and kill it, dress it, uh, 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 slice it, all that good stuff, butcher it and cook it, and it was fresh and tasty, apparently. And so Isaac says, I'm blind, I'm old, I don't know when I'm going to die. He didn't just bless Esau. He said, why don't you go out and kill me a deer and cook it up for me that I may bless you. Does that not make anybody else go, wait, what? I look at Isaac here and I just think, why? Why? Why couldn't you bless him and then have him go out and cook? Uh, We know the story, or most of us do. If you don't, you're getting ready to find out what the story is. But it's just one of those things that I sit here and start to think about a little bit further and go, this is just really weird. it, It comes across to me, as a pure opinion here, that Isaac was just being really selfish in this situation. The same way Jacob was really selfish before when he said, sell me your birthright. It's almost the exact same thing where Isaac says, I'll bless you, but first I need you to go out and, and make me one of your great meals. <laughs> Just, I don't know. It blows my mind. Uh, but look at Rebecca. Uh, she's not much better. Verse 5. Rebecca heard when Isaac spake to Esau's son, and Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and to bring it. And Rebecca spake unto Jacob her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, saying, Bring me venison and make me savory meat, that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it to thy father that he may eat and that he may bless thee before his death. Um, we see this, this situation. Rebecca, just she's conniving, right? Again, purely opinion, so just bear with me on this, but... I wonder if Rebecca was ever jealous of her son's cooking ability. Because she obviously knows how to make meat the way that Isaac likes it. Because she does so here with sheep. And I, I don't know. I, I just, again, me thinking. Uh, so I apologize for that. But uh, uh, anyway, she has the, the idea of, hey, let's go trick your dad. So she tells Jacob, I want you to get the blessing from, from your father. So go and do this thing. Obey me. And we're going to see more about that here in just a second. Um, uh, Let's see here. Verse 13. And his mother said unto him, Upon me be thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice and go fetch me them. She understood what she was doing was wrong. She understood there was going to be a consequence for it. And what she said is, I will take the punishment. Do what I'm telling you to do. 
And it's intriguing, again, just because you look at this and you go, okay, <laughs> at what point do you realize as a parent that what you're telling your children is wrong and you say, you know what, I'll answer to God for it, don't worry about it. And, uh, and I don't know if she was thinking that as much as she would answer to Isaac for it. Maybe she was thinking, well, Isaac's going to be dead soon anyhow, so what does it really matter? I don't know. But at the end of the day, Rebecca said, I will take the consequence. You just need to obey me. So we have here a hairy situation, verse number 11. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. This is just, I love the descriptions here. Um, <laughs> and he says in verse 12, My father peradventure will feel me, and I shall seem to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me, not a blessing. Isn't it just, I don't know, this, this story is funny to me, although it probably should not be. It's just crazy, the lengths that they're going through here. Verse 14, he went and fetched uh, and brought them to his mother, and his mother made savory meat such as his father loved. And Rebekah took goodly raiment of her oldest son Esau, uh, which were with her in the house, and put them upon Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck. And she gave the savory meat and the bread which she had prepared into the hands of her son Jacob. So she literally puts hair, fur, skin of sheep, of goats, excuse me, on his hands and on his neck, which tells you how hairy Esau was or how ignorant Isaac was. One of the two. I'm not sure which one. Uh, but either way, you know, Jacob here looks at her, his mom and says, Mom, even if the meat's good, he's going to feel me and I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not as manly as my brother. I got smooth skin. I don't got all the hair that he has. And his mom has a plan for it. So she puts this stuff on him. Uh, she puts on Esau's clothes onto Jacob as well. So that gives the smell and all that kind of stuff as well. Gives him the meat and the bread and, and says, go. So verse 18, he does. He came to his father and said, my father. And he said, here am I. Who art thou, my son? So he obviously is a little deaf as well as as blind. Uh, and uh, he says, Who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou biddest me. Uh, arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that thy soul may, be my, may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. Now listen. He here is deceiving his dad. And his dad said, that was really fast, right? You went out, not only did you find the animal, you killed it, you dressed it, you did everything you're supposed to do to it, and you cooked it. Man, that was really, really fast. And then you have Jacob that brings God into it. <laughs> yes, dad, that was fast because God was so good to me. He blessed me. He just, the man that thing came walking right out. As soon as I walked out of the tent, that thing walked right out in front of me. And I said, thank you, Lord. I shot it, got it all ready for you. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Uh, verse number 21. Um, and Isaac said unto Jacob, come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, for whether thou be my very son Esau or not. So do you understand here, I've always wondered this too, he is questioning from the get-go the situation here. 
It's almost like he knows. Now you think about it. He's an old man. He's been with Rebecca for a long time. He knows his wife. Right? Again, my opinion, so I apologize for that. But you see Isaac here says, well, I don't know. That was pretty fast. And he has an answer for it. He says, okay, well, let me feel you. Let me see if you're actually Esau or not. He's got in his mind, something's moving here. Something's not right. I'm intrigued by that. Verse 22, Jacob went near unto Isaac, his father, and felt him, and said, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And again, what's he thinking? That voice does not sound like Esau. But the meat was good, and the boy's hairy. I mean, that's ultimately what he's saying, right? And he said, man, the, the, the voice doesn't match, but the hands do. And Jacob, he's a little sissy boy. He's not hairy at all, so it can't be him, right? I mean, I don't know. Again, I apologize for, for reiterating some things here. Um, verse 23, discerned him not because his hands were hairy, as his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. That's ultimately the, what it came down to was hairy hands. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I find that hysterical. Um, and I know it's not, but I'm just sitting here going, my goodness, this guy knew. The moment that, that, that uh, Jacob walked into the tent, knew something's not right. But his hands were hairy. <laughs> okay. So he blessed them. He gave the, the uh, patriarchal blessing here to Jacob. And the Bible says that, uh, um, verse 24, yeah, verse 24, and he said, Art thou my, my very son Esau? And he said, I am. And he said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's venison. He hadn't even eaten the meat yet, that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him, and he did eat, and he brought him wine, and he drank. And his father Isaac said unto him, Come near now, and kiss me, my son. And he came near, and he kissed them. And he smelled the smell of his raiment. He's still questioning even after the blessing, he's still questioning. But he smelled Esau's smell because he was wearing his clothes and the smell of the field and all that kind of stuff. Verse 28, Therefore God uh, give thee the dew of the heaven, <clears throat> the fatness of the earth, and the plenty of the corn and wine. Let people serve thee and the nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren and let thy mother's son bow down to thee. Curse be every one that curseth thee and blessed be he that blesseth thee. He's giving him the rights of the family. It's, it's all his. He is now being told, you are the one that everyone else will serve. You're the head of the home. You're the head of the, the nation, for lack of a better term, because that's basically what was happening. And it's interesting because after that happened, it says in verse 30 that it came to pass as soon as Isaac had made an end of the blessing of Jacob. So listen, when you watch a TV show or a movie and something happens and that person leaves and as soon as they leave, the other person comes through the other door, and they're getting that from the Bible. It happened right here. Isaac leaves, Esau comes in. Or excuse me, Jacob leaves, Esau comes in. As soon as he left, Esau comes and uh, he stands before his dad and he says, um, uh, let's see here, verse 31, he also had made savory meat and he brought it unto his father and he said unto his father, let my father arise and eat of of his son's venison that that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac his father said unto him, who art thou? And he said, I'm thy son, thy firstborn, Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, Who? Are you sure? 
Are you positive? Who is it? I said, I'm Esau. Where is he that had taken the venison and brought it me, and I have eaten it all, all before thou camest and have blessed him? Yea, and he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry. And he said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. And he goes through this, this multiple times in the next couple verses of saying, Dad, can't you just give me the blessing also? Can't you bless two sons? And Isaac says, No. I've already given the blessing to your brother. You are going to serve your brother from here on out. He does give him a blessing, but not the blessing. Uh, look at verse number uh, 39. And Isaac answered, uh, and Isaac his father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be in fatness of the earth and of the dew of the heaven from above. And by thy sword shalt thou live and shalt serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass when thou shalt have the dominion that thou shalt break his yoke from off his neck. And he's, going, he's been given now kind of his, his orders for what the rest of his time now shows. And I think what's interesting is we come to verse number 41. And it says, Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. He has this uh, understanding in his heart. Remember in the New Testament when Christ says, um, I'm going to paraphrase this, but you say that killing someone is wrong, but I say that hating someone is the same thing. The heart, the heart's the issue. Here Esau says, now's the time that I have to wait, and when Isaac dies, mourn his death. But when that time is done, I'm going to kill my brother. And he's not saying it like kids today say, I'm going to kill you. And they, it's not the nice thing to say, but they don't mean they're actually going to kill someone. Um, he means it. As a matter of fact, his, his, his mother, Rebecca, hears it as well and tells Isaac to run. And we're going to look at more of that story in, in the weeks to come. Uh, but we see this, this point where uh, Esau has this hatred. And that's important to remember because when we look at the story moving forward uh, with Jacob and all the things that trans, transpose in his life and, and then when him and Esau do eventually come back together, it's, it's an incredible story, I think, at the very least, especially when you look at this verse and says, Esau hated Jacob and he said, I'm going to slay my brother. And we look at this story and we go, my goodness, what an interesting story. They, from birth, there was a struggle, right? The grabbing of the heel. And then you immediately had the division of looks, of personality, of parental love. It's not to say that Isaac didn't love Jacob, but he really loved Esau. It's not to say that Rebecca didn't love Esau, but she clearly really loved Jacob. And, and then we see this struggle throughout as they're growing and as things are happening. And then it's that time uh, where, where the, the blessing is supposed to be given. And, and Jacob, along with his mother, is deceive his dad. And then, and then Esau comes in and is heartbroken. I mean, devastated over this. And again, if you read through it, these verses, uh, verses 30 through 40, you just see Esau pleading with his dad. Please, dad, can't you just give me the, the same blessing? He asked him multiple times. And then it comes to that point where Esau accepts his fate. And in that moment, he says, when I'm done with the mourning process, 
I'm going to kill my brother. So how does that end up? We'll look at that. Uh, probably next week, um, we might, it might take us a little longer to get through the, the, this other stuff, the Jacob and Rachel story uh, as well, which is another intriguing story. Jacob's life is crazy. Um, and so we'll look at, continue looking through his story uh, in the weeks to come. Uh, but to see this, this descriptive story of Jacob and Esau and brothers and the importance of, uh, of, of how we, the decisions we make uh, as parents as well as individuals as well. Um, and what, what role that can play, I suppose, uh, in the outcome uh, also. Let's pray, and then, like I said, next week we'll look at, at Jacob's continuing journey and crazy intrigue of his marriage, his weddings, and um, oh, it's just fun stuff. But let's pray. Lord, thank you for letting us come today. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to have a, a heart of love and kindness, a heart of truth, uh, not one of, of deception. Help us to, as parents to love our children, the gifts that you've given us, uh, and Lord, to love them correctly. Uh, Lord, guard us and protect us and guide us, I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All right, uh, Wednesday night at 6.30, if you can come back, we sure love to have you uh, as we continue our Wednesday night worship and uh, looking forward to that. Other than that, uh, if you need anything, let us know. Lord bless you. Let's be dismissed.